Welcome to the Performance Mindset Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Calandrino, CEO of Beyond Commercial. After a decade of providing expert commercial real estate advice and consultation to business owners and investors I serve, I wanted to share some of the most inspiring and influential leaders I've met along the way. The goal of this podcast is to share valuable insights from these impactful individuals, as well as business and commercial real estate trends. If you want to grow, you're tuning into the right show. Today, I have Mike Moraski on the show today. Mike has three decades of real estate investments experience, and he's controlled nearly $300 million in real estate transactions. He's an entrepreneur, author, real estate trainer, public speaker, and personal coach with a strong personal resilience and a deep desire to help others live an extraordinary life. He's coached now hundreds of real estate investors to fulfill their dreams, and he has his own podcast. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, Amy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. So let's start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into real estate. Well, I guess that depends on how far from the beginning you want me to start. And it's, you know, I'm a little older, so I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, I don't come from a family that is entrepreneurial and never, you know, real estate wasn't a thing that we talked about or, or we were involved with. So I always wondered how did, you know, how I got the bug, right? I had a general contracting business for a number of years, did a lot of residential construction and built uh, kitchens and bath remodeling and then built room additions. And I woke up one morning and I was just burned out. You know, as an entrepreneur, you do everything, right? So you're doing the hiring, the firing, the bookkeeping, the scheduling, the contracts, the sales, the marketing. And I burned out. I remember uh, I woke up one morning, I looked at my wife and I said, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And it was interesting because I had somebody knocking on my door to buy the company. So somebody bought, bought the company and I took a year off. And during that year, we tried to figure out what I was going to do, you know, when I went back to work. So along the way, we house hacked. And this is long before it was sexy, right? Now everybody kind of house hacks. But I went and did a couple of house hacks on two flats. And I met a real estate agent. And I've always believed, I've had the philosophy that success leaves clues. And this guy was really successful. So I went to him and I said, hey, Todd. I'm thinking about getting in the real estate business. You know, do you have any advice? He said, and and he really encouraged me to do it. He said, I think you'd be great at it. But he made me a cassette tape that I just listened to over and over again. That's I'm dating myself. That's a a while ago, right? Because I don't think you could find anything to make a cassette on today, much less listen to one. And, you know, he made me this cassette tape and I burned it out. I listened to it over and over and over again. And the basic fundamentals that he taught me, I applied. I went in the real estate business. My first nine months in the business, I sold 78 single family houses. I was REMAX Rookie of the Year. I went on to build a team selling over 125 homes a year. And I did that consecutively for about 12 years. Wow. 2005 rolled around. I saw the market starting to shift. I saw the market softening. And I said, man, I I need to go do something else or we're going to get caught in this downturn. And I had seven people working for me at the time, and I didn't want to have to, you know, lay anybody off. But what I wound up doing was I wound up going in the apartment business. 
And I'd, I had done a lot of work when I was in the construction business for a couple of local area syndicators here in Chicago. Inland Real Estate is one of them. Uh, you may know them. But, you know, they started out buying one four flat, four high school teachers. And today they're in 80 countries around the world and every asset class. And so I understood the model of private equity. I knew that you could raise private equity from individuals, marry it with a great real estate deal. As long as everything went well and you stayed in the middle, everybody made money. So um, 2005, I went out, I syndicated my first deal. And over the next 30 months, I raised $18 million. I bought $60 million worth of real estate. It was about 4,000 apartments in five markets and built a property management company managing 7,500 units. So I'd scaled a company pretty close to $100 million in value during that 30-month period. And from, from there, kind of had grown a little bit unstable because of the market and because of we grew so fast, right? Yeah. yeah, that must have been a really aggressive pace to be going at, but you had probably a lot of opportunities coming to you and a lot of momentum going. Yeah, it's funny what momentum does for you, you know? Yeah. I always tell people, I say, look, massive action causes massive results, you know, and that's where you create momentum. So whether you are looking for deals, raising capital, whatever you're doing, you know, you got to be building that momentum. So I was going to talk a little bit about your transition from contracting into real estate and your other transitions, but you've already, you know, cover that. So you've been very open about your trials and errors with your business. And you had some hardships that landed you in, in prison. So how did that experience change you? And, and, you know, how has that made, made, made things different for you? Yeah, great question. Um, and so, you know, I always tell people, look, I, I made five key critical mistakes and they are, I grew way too fast as a company. I was very unstable. I don't believe, especially in today's environment, I don't believe anybody should grow too fast. Make sure that you're stabilizing your deals along the way. Make sure you have your arms around construction or any value add you're doing. The second thing was I was undercapitalized. It didn't raise enough money to, to grow at the rate we were growing at. And yeah. then it was over leveraged. I, I was uh, 85% loan to value on $60 million worth of real estate going into a changing market. How do you pay your bills, right? So I don't, I don't think anybody should be more than 65 to 70% LTV today on, on any deals that they're underwriting or, or actually closing on. And then I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the details. There were a bunch of red flags that came up along the way. I didn't pay attention to them. And, you know, I imploded. I, I wound up trying to save my company. And, and, you know, Amy, I always tell people, I say, look, I never flew private. I didn't have a boat. I didn't have a big house or a fancy car. I was the neighborhood baseball coach. I was home every night for dinner. My wife and I had a great marriage. And I went from that to living in a 12 by 12 room with three men I didn't know, nor did I like. As I, you know, I moved money between companies. My accountant and attorney said it was okay to do that, just leave a paper trail. But I didn't disclose it to my investors. Mm. Real estate is a very heavy disclosure business. You have to be very transparent. And because of my non-disclosure to my investors, I wound up being charged on wire fraud and mail fraud charges. And I got sentenced to 10 years in federal prison. So I, I went off to prison 
and, um, you know, lost everything, right? Didn't have, um, uh, you know, e even a lot of broken family relationships that uh, have been tough, if, if even able to restore any of those today. But while I was gone, you know, I, ha I had one of these defining moments where somebody walked up to me and they said, hey, don't let these people beat you. All they want to do is take everything from you, your money, your real estate, your cars, your family. But what they can't take is who you are and what you're made of. You can get it all back. All you need to do is start focusing on getting it back. And, and it, you know, I believe we all have defining moments in our life. It's what we choose to do with them, right? And I don't know, for some reason, the, the switch flipped for me and I said, okay. So I, I started going to the gym and working out. I was, you know, I went into prison. I, I was running marathons. And by this time I was 35 pounds overweight and hated myself, wondering what happened in my life. And, and I started going to the gym. I started working out, losing weight. I started to feel better. As a result of that, I wound up going to college. I got a bachelor's degree in theology. I wrote two books, one called Exit Plan, Your Complete Guide to Multifamily Investing and Why You Need an Exit Plan Before You Buy. And I, I always feel people need to learn how to maximize their profit. A lot of great coaches out there. Everybody teaches you how to get in a deal. Nobody teaches you how to get out. And I want people to know how to get out. I wrote a book on property management. I wrote an ethics course. I taught real estate investing, property management, and ethics in prison for six years. Wow. I was on an outreach program. I went on the, in the community, told my story like 40 times to local business owners and college students. I did meet a professor from the University of Minnesota while I was gone. And he and I co-authored a paper together that got published in the Business Journal of Ethics that gets taught at the collegiate level for forensic accounting and sales and marketing classes. Today I'm home. I'm in the coaching and training business. I help multifamily investors, real estate investors scale their business, but not make the mistakes I made. You know, do it more conservatively, look at things differently. And then uh, I just got approved by the SEC to go back and and sponsor deals and be an issuer of securities. So I'm back uh, actu actually doing deals that we're raising capital on, so. That's so wonderful. You must have just like a whole new found appreciation for, for anything, being able to go to Starbucks or you know, all the things you just like take for granted and all, all of that freedom. Yeah, you know, when you take somebody out of society for longer than a weekend, it's, it's hard to, to get your arms back around life. I actually, I'm running a prison ministry at church these days because, you know, that transition for guys and women, when they come home, it's hard. And here's the best example I can give. And this is kind of silly, but when you're in prison, there's, there's two types of shampoo. There's the white guys and the black guys, and it's a pretty easy choice. But when you come home and you go to Walmart and there's 45 choices of, of shampoo, you're a little confused. It's a little hard to start to understand. I, I went away, we were on the iPhone two. I came home, you know, we're on 13 now. So, wow. So, you know, when you start to look at it from that perspective, you start to really get a, a deeper appreciation for what people go through trying to learn life again. Well, and I think hopefully you can inspire other people to, to not get into that whirlwind and lose, you know, lose track of, lose track of things. It, it is, 
it, it can happen. And especially when you have a lot of momentum and, and things on the plate, I help a lot of startups in my business. And one thing I try to do is keep them from sign, you know, it's not as big of a deal, but you know, they're signing a lease for five, 10, 15 years. That's a, that's a huge amount. And that, that's how I started my business. And of course I've grown into like investing, but that was one of the reasons I got into what I did because I saw so many business owners working behind the counter, working to, pay the lease because they got themselves like over, over committed on, mm-hmm. on things. And so being able to do that is so, so important. So you've been through all of that. What do you consider to be your greatest achievement? Huh. You know, I heard somebody say a lot of years ago, success is the best revenge. Um, but I think you have to define what success is, right? You know, for some people it's, it's a G5, it's having a jet. For some people, it's, you know, a great family. And I think there's a lot of things along the way in between. You know, success for me today is that I I could have let that beat me. I could have um, just decided not to do anything with my life anymore and stay under a rock. And unfortunately, I was with a lot of guys who, um, who didn't do anything for themselves, didn't try to better themselves. But you know, I chose this different road, right? And if I never bought another piece of real estate, if I never coached another person, I think that just beating that whole system, that whole time in my life, landing back on my feet, you know, somebody said to me years ago, man, Morowski, you always land on your feet. And, and I just think that that's, you know, that's something I've already always done. But you know, for me, success means just being able to tell my story, inspire people with some hope and inspiration that you don't have to let your past define you, no matter what that is. I might have been in a prison, in a physical prison behind a wall, but there's a lot of people that are in mental prisons, Amy, you know, addictions, uh, whether it be alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, whether it be you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse situation. We can't let our past define us. You, you have to take charge and move forward. And so success today is moving forward for me and building a life, building a new life because the old one's gone. You know, today it's about what tomorrow's going to look like and how do I help other people achieve their own success and not make the mistakes I made. It sounds to me like you're really being intentional about aligning with the right, right folks as well, like more growth minded individuals. And then even those that you're, you know, rekindling relationships with that have that, that forgiveness and empathy and understanding. Um, I believe truly that, you know, who you are around is, is, is so important and not having those types of toxic relationships so that you can move forward. Yeah. Very important for sure very important. And then we talked a little bit about it, but what specifically, when, when did you decide to start coaching others? What it sounded like you were doing some of it in prison by teaching, but then when did you actually specifically begin coaching? You know, coaching is something that uh, I, I have coached on and off for other real estate coaches over the years, spent a number of years as a, as an active real estate coach, coaching other real estate agents around the country I've worked for somebody else. So coaching's always been a passion of mine. I think that, I think people, you know, I've had a coach in my life for 20 years, Amy, 
I, I believe that it's really important. I, I actually still have two in my life today that help me with my business and, and, and mindset. And I think that people need it, whether, whether they use you, whether they use me, coaching is important because I think a lot of times we get stuck in our business or in our personal life. And I really feel you, people need to grow personally before they grow professionally. And so how do we help people do that? How do we spur people on to do that? I don't tell people what to do. I help you pull out from inside what you innately know, and then I help you implement it. So one thing I've always liked about my coaching that I've been involved in, and it's the same practice that I push forward, is I will take people, you know, I help people create an assignment. So we might work on something like just before I got on this with you, on this podcast with you, I was on a coaching call with a client and we worked on building strategic relationships with brokers. She needs to get it. And it's been a fear of hers, but she needs to get out of her comfort zone and go build these relationships. So we talked about some scripting. We did some role-playing and I said, okay, so this week you need to go out and you need to talk to 10 brokers and go to the major companies, look at, you know, who the multifamily broker is, get them on the phone and say, hey, look, I'm a multifamily investor. I've done a few deals. I need to get on your buyers list to be underwriting some more deals. I'm looking to buy something within the next few months here. So I pushed her kind of out of her comfort zone in there. And the same thing with raising capital to syndicate deals. So now what she has to do is it's up to her. She can make the choice of doing it or not doing it this week, right? But now she has to come back and I'll hold her accountable next week. And I always hated going back to my coach and saying, oh, I didn't get it done, you know, because that's the accountability piece. So I think it's the, it's the initiative to discover what you know, create a plan of action, and then be held accountable to that plan of action. And, and that's where, where you grow. My business always grew 20% a year as a direct result of coaching. And, wow. you know, that's how I scaled my business as much as I did. And you just keep tackling each initiative and, and keep growing. I personally, you know, struggle sometimes with fear and like trying to do new things. But when you have those uncomfortable moments, you have to decide, you know, whether you're going to push through that or, or not. And how are you going to figure out what's on the other side if you don't do that? So what is the single most important advice for someone who's looking to start their own business or get into investing? Yeah. I, I think that depending on your level of where you're at, whether you're brand new or you're transitioning from another asset class in the multifamily or have a few deals under your belt, I think the best advice is to know what your strengths and your weaknesses are and put a team together that complements your strengths. So yeah. if you're really good at underwriting, go find somebody who's really good at, at, at construction estimating. And go find somebody who's really good at the compliance stuff and can handle all the documents. So figure out what you're good at, because there's a lot of moving parts in any one of these deals that we do, whether you're syndicating them or not. And by having a strategic team around you and the ability to execute on the closing, you do that by a strong team. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. And you talked about this 
that one of the things that propelled you to initiate a lot of change uh, when, when you were in prison was, you know, just working out and getting your mindset right. You know, what is your typical day look like now that, you know, you have, what did you say, 46 types of shampoo to, to choose from? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, that's funny. You know, I really believe in uh, some daily disciplines, right? And those those start in early in the morning for me. They start with some, some, you know, my spiritual time, my time in the Bible with the Lord and prayer time, and then some gratitude. And, and people say, oh, I'm grateful for this, or I'm grateful for, for this. But I really think gratitude comes down to really, really being grateful for what you have. Because we have a lot more than most people. And, you know, so if I can be super grateful for the car I drive today, for being home from prison, if I can be super grateful for a couple of the relationships and the people in my life, and then really bask in that, really feel grateful for that, not just say I'm grateful for it, there's a difference. And then of course, exercise, you know, I think that that's the way I start my day every day. And those daily disciplines keep me engaged, keep me moving forward. Yeah, I would agree. Absolutely. What do you have any particular, do you do more strength training, cardio, all of the above? Yeah, I do. I, I do a good combination of cardio and strength training. So yeah. yeah. What does the future entail for you? That's a great question. You know, like I said, success for me today is different. It, it's not about a bunch of money. I will own, you know, several thousand apartment units again, just because I want to be able to say I was able to go do it again, you know? So the future for me is finding good, uh, motivated coaching clients that I can partner with and go do deals with people that I can teach, you know, pull their best self out of them, teaching them, you know, all the metrics, all the fundamentals, all the moving plates, but helping them to realize what they're really good at and getting them on a team and then helping, you know, put those deals together. So I'd like to, you know, I'd like to own 5,000 units or so again, maybe, and, and raise, you know, be raising several million in capital on an annual basis. How soon are you able actually to get started now that you're, you're cleared? Are you, you already have a lot of stuff in the works? Yeah, we actually just bought a deal in Tampa, a 40 unit deal. So I'm actually back after it already. So, you know, it took me. You know, I was home for about six months before I really started this business. It was a thought that I had for, you know, I built a business plan while I was gone. I built a lot of systems. I wrote two books while I was gone and just, I came home and really started implementing it. And today, you know, it's been about a year and a half and it took me about that first year to, to get a deal closed. So that's more than, than you, know, you would expect if you would given in and not changed, you know, your whole perspective of, of everything. It's very inspiring. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? You know, I'd love to give away a copy of my book. Yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, that book exit plan I wrote is your complete guide to multifamily investing and why you need an exit plan. And like I said, I said, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on coaching and training and books and tapes over the years to find and some really great trainers, right? Some really great teachers, but it, you, nobody ever teaches you how to get out of a deal. 
people teach you how to get in a deal. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to teach people how to get out, um, how to maximize their profit. So get a copy of Exit Plan. You could go to my website, which is mycoreintentions.com forward slash free. And then I have a couple other eBooks there as well, multifamily fundamentals and 27 must ask questions for a real estate to better real estate sponsor and the deal. So if you're a passive investor, you're an active investor, you can find some resources there. And your website, my core intentions, plural, that is the best way to, to connect with you also in social media and phone, email, all of that. Yeah. I love social media. So if you, I think you and I met on social media. Yes, I, you're, you're great about tweeting each day. It's inspiring. I don't always like it, but I see it in the morning and I'm like, yep, that's right. I need to get going. So. Yeah. You always, you always need to hear what you don't like, right? I'm the same way. Right. So yeah, but wherever you hang out on social media, you'll find me Instagram, LinkedIn for sure. And, you know, comment on my stuff, share it with somebody who maybe needs to hear it. I do a couple podcasts. I do a thing on Thursday morning called Thursday Morning Live. I really kind of spotlight a Chicago area entrepreneur. It's a 20 minute, hey, grab a cup of coffee and listen in deal. But it's live on Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube. So you can find me there on Thursday morning or Saturday morning live. Matter of fact, you were on my podcast and that's coming up on Saturday this week. So you know, I love to network. So reach out to me. You can reach me at Mike at mycoreintentions.com. Love to uh, love to answer questions or help people if I can. So yeah, if you you aren't connected with Mike, you need to get connected. It's been great to be connected. And we're actually going to probably have a cup of coffee you know, later on this year. So it's wonderful in this day of age that you can have these hybrid relationships where you meet people on online and connect on Zoom and then later on get to get together. But I'm so excited for everything that's coming down the pipe for you. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks again for, for being on the show. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me.